next weekend is the scav. Isn't it just scav? The scav. <laughs> Welcome to the Maroon Weekly. It is week seven of spring quarter. As always, I'm Austin. I'm Miles. And I'm Quinn. So there was actually some nice weather in Chicago this week. Did either of you go on the quad at all? I actually never go outside. I made sure to do all my work on the quad, which killed my productivity. I, uh, I got a nice walk-in, went out to the point one day. But we had some nice, nice sunny days and some nice warm weather. We went out on the quad and talked to students in the college about what the nice weather meant to them. What do you think of the weather right now, past the past week? I'm upset by it for the most part. I, I, I really liked winter. I'm a big winter fan. It's nice. And then it very suddenly got hot. I don't feel like I had my opportunity to have the spring that I wanted to have. I'm not a fan of weather oh, in the 80s. So you think this is like already summer It's too, summer it's too hot. Once it's above 80, everything just sort of goes to hell. It's no good. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's... it's I, I'm not about it. I'm from D.C. to begin with, so I have to go home to a 90-degree swamp, and I don't want this to be an 80-degree swamp, and that's what it feels like to me. So you feel like you missed out on spring? I feel like I missed out on spring. That's a that's a nice, concise way of putting it. Does that happen? Has that happened in past years? Like last year, I can't really remember if it was... No, I feel like there was... I feel like it was more of a nice gradual uptick. I want all those days in like the 60s and the 70s with a breeze. It's all good. And I think it's going to go back down. That'll be great. Mm-hmm. But right now, it's too hot. And everyone's so excited out on the quad. Everyone wants to be in like the goddamn hammock, and I'm just not about it. I want to stay inside. Need them to turn on the AC. You get like a certain, you get a certain smell in spring that we never really got. You know what I'm talking about? Like there's a certain mulch, like. Oh, that's. I've just smelled. My response was to immediately smell the air. Yeah, (laughs) I I, I agree with you more than I expected to. Fine, those are are dumb questions. (laughs) It will make it into the podcast. So you don't like seeing everybody like happy though, like you like everybody's happy, right? Like that has to help someone. You're on the quad at six o'clock. That's true, but that was the Saturday night meal swipe. Swipe is the only thing that got me out of my my dorm, and I was honestly concerned about the 0.6 mile walk. I checked Google Maps to establish that it was a 0.6 mile walk from south to Hutchinson Commons, and then I had to like think about it, and then only then did I decide that I was willing to walk through the heat. But like right now, it's like no. Right now, it's okay. Right now, it's okay. Right now, it's all right. But uh, it's it's just it worries me. It's 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 too hot outside. It's 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 not made for a person of my complexion. All right, thank you so much. Of course. Another thing about the weather is that there's an exponential increase in dogs on campus, which makes everyone's day significantly better. Like, every day. My chem TA has a dog named Frodo, and she's amazing. (laughs) So, what have you thought about the... (laughs) So sorry. What have you thought about the weather so far? It's a hoot and a half. I love it. Been outside all the time. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. I spend pretty much all the time I'm not in class or the dining hall on the quad or outside in some form. I just have to find shade because I'm very... I burn like 
And you said you said you're not happy with the Wi-Fi on the quad. I'm not happy with the Wi-Fi on the quad. But like, I'm not going inside, so I'll just use my phone. Do you like doing work on the quad? Do you find it productive? Um, I mean, it's less productive than if I was seriously sitting down and doing something, but it's a lot more like relaxing and fun. So you can be sad in the reg and get it done in, like an hour, or you can be happier <laughs> on the quad and do it in like two. And that's that's a deal I'm willing to make. <laughs> why we go? Why go inside and be sad when you can be on the grass? What about seeing everybody else out? What is it like? Nice. Where to are they coming from? Fellow? Where did they come from? Like <laughs> Where, they like weren't in people. Harper. Were they all in the rag? <laughs> I don't know. I was talking to a grad student. I work in this lab, and I was talking to one of the grad students there, and they're like, "Yeah, I thought no one like went to the school until like." <laughs> Tuesday and then suddenly everyone showed up in prep clothes that I don't know where they got it and they're just here now and I'm like thank you who are these people what do you feel about the fashion on campus now that everybody's so fashionable and yeah yeah we haven't seen really spring fashion before it's actually really interesting because it's like no no one has their huge coats on so they're actually like looking nice and you're like wow okay a lot of pink salmon shorts I will say that um, are you not a fan? It's not that I'm not a fan. I just think the quantity is actually very funny. Just like, wow, does everyone go to the same store? I don't understand. Where are you finding these? <laughs> Austin, you had something to say about Marketplace this week. This week I actually used Marketplace for the first time myself and I was able to get a computer monitor. It could not have been easier. All you have to do is go to marketplace.chicagomaroon.com. It operates just like a classified page, so be sure to check it out. Up next for you, we have a segment produced by Adam Thorpe and David Wyman, frequent contributors to the pod, about some recent elections that happened in Cook County. I'm Adam Thorpe, once Maroon Editor-in-Chief. I'm sitting down with David Wyman, one of our politics editors and editor-in-chief at the Citizens Bulletin. Uh, last week, we saw a really interesting development in Chicagoland politics and the political history of Hyde Park. And I wanted to sit down with David to get his thoughts and reaction. Uh, David, can you tell me what's up with Tony Preckwinkle? Absolutely. So Tony Preckwinkle was just elected to be the chair of the Cook County Democratic Party. Now, for those who don't know, Tony Preckwinkle is the president of the Cook County Board, which makes her the chief executive of Cook County, which includes Chicago and much of the outlying suburbs. And she was also um, just almost assured re-election to her uh, third term in that role. But this wasn't an assured outcome um, until recently, because a year ago, Tony Preckwinkle proposed a soda tax that was repealed two months after it went into effect, after it became the target of an extraordinary controversy um, and anti-tax sentiment. Um, and so her political um, near-death experience and then like sudden recovery is definitely... In, in terms of winning the Democratic primary for uh, Cook County Board President on March 20th and now being elected to the chair of the Cook County Democratic Party is definitely a significant development. And so the local relevance here is that Preckwinkle is a former alderman for Hyde Park, a university graduate twice over. She can count on Hyde Park as her political base. Um, I, I looked at these results and she got nine of her 10 best results in her re-election campaign in Hyde Park precincts. The best result, almost 90% of the vote in the precinct that includes uh, the university's campus. To the extent that there is a Hyde Park political tradition, she presumably represents it. 
Uh, you sat down with Preckwinkle several weeks ago to talk about her plans going forward. Uh, can you tell me uh, what she said and g give us a sense of where she might be directing this apparent uh, sort of political energy? Absolutely. So when I uh, discussed with Preckwinkle uh, you know, her thoughts on the election results and what her plans were, she definitely seemed to focus a lot on like her achievements in the past more than her plans for the future. But what she did talk about was um, her desire to really continue with the criminal justice reform uh, issues that she's been pursuing and really continue pushing progressive issues and trying to achieve uh, progressive policies in terms of continuing to expand health care um, and uh, reduce mass incarceration. I think the, the question of how she will uh, approach her role as chair of the Cook County Democratic Party, I think that, that strikes me as sort of endlessly interesting. Um, because this, this position used to be uh, the this, this center of political power, not only in Cook County, but to some extent in the country. The chair of the Cook County Democratic Party ran this incredibly powerful uh, patronage machine. Mm -hmm. they, they named presidents uh, once upon a time. It was the position that, that Mayor Daley occupied. Uh, due to some court decisions and, and other sort of changing political dynamics, that, that well of patronage is no longer available. And in some of the coverage I've seen of the election, uh, there seems to be a really interesting reconsideration of how you can make that position powerful again. And whether that means engaging people not in sort of this quid pro quo uh, politics, but in trying to find a way to mobilize people around issues uh, that they, they feel strongly about. Exactly, exactly. There has been a big transition in, in the Cook County Democratic Party and that role of chair over the last 40 or, or so years from being like sort of the head of this giant patronage mas machine where the power to award people jobs is like the big attraction and the big source of your power versus now when it's sort of, Tony Preckwinkle talks a lot about bringing a more progressive angle um, to, to the role. And by the way, it's absolutely a historic thing that Tony Preckwinkle is, was elected at all because she is the first African-American and the first woman to hold the post. And she definitely um, really emphasized in her, in her speech um, after she uh, won the election that she would try to um, elevate the voice of uh, minorities in the party and that the party was no longer about you know, this sort of patronage machine, and it was about harnessing grassroots activism and the energy of movements like the Black Lives Matter movement and the March for Our Lives, and translating that into political victories and policies. So I want to close by presenting a hot take on Hyde Park politics and getting your response. I think that there's a certain narrative around Hyde Park where the neighborhood is this bastion of liberal, reform-oriented politics in Chicago, doomed to political isolation because of its idealism. Uh, I think this sort of formed up around the career of uh, Leon Dupre, who was uh, sometimes the only opposition on the city council to Mayor Daley in the middle of the last century. Uh, my take is that if you look at the actual record of Hyde Park po uh, politicians um, in Chicago and Illinois politics, it's hard to escape the conclusion that maybe no part of the city besides uh, the Daley's Bridgeport is more successful and politically influential than Hyde Park. They, they seem to be able to play the game of politics pretty well. Uh, Preckwinkle is one example. Uh, another is Kwame Raoul, who could quite likely be the next uh, attorney general. Uh, Barbara Flynn Curry, uh, who is retiring from representing Hyde Park in the Illinois House, was a House Majority Leader, which means that she was the lieutenant to the most powerful Democrat in the state. Uh, and that's just at the moment. Historically, Hyde Park has produced one mayor, obviously one president, and three senators. 
I guess the strongest version of my thesis goes like this. If Hyde Parkers don't like the, how government in Illinois works, they have nobody to blame but themselves, which is to say that they have as much influence as they could ask for, uh, and, the, and that quite frequently the people they prefer uh, achieve pretty influential political offices. I'd say that's absolutely true. I mean, I'm trying to think of a counterexample. Not, nothing comes to mind. Um, and I would say that the process through which Preckwinkle um, became the chair really exemplifies that. How, how that works is that there are 80 committeemen, one representing each ward or each district in the suburbs of Cook County, and they all cast votes, and the person with the majority becomes the chair. But in Preckwinkle's election, the vote was unanimous. So, uh, David, I really want to thank you for uh, sitting down with me. You, you, you've spoken to Tony Preckwinkle. You followed the, the soda tax stuff very closely. Uh, you ran into her on a plane once. Um, <laughs> and and, uh, and when, I, when I saw this news, I couldn't think of a better person to talk to than you. So thanks for your time. Thank you. Next up is the news. Last week, Matthew Lucians, an alum of the class of 2014, was charged with first-degree murder for the fatal stabbing of his father that occurred on Wednesday, May 2nd. His father, Daniel Lucians, was a longtime university geriatric psychiatry researcher. While at the university, Lucians was a sports reporter for the Maroon, as well as a member of the Delta Upsilon fraternity. This week, the Chicago Maroon obtained audio from an admitted students event where Dean Nondorf said the admit rate for class of 2022 was a record low 7.2%. We have over 32,000 students applied to the university this year, and uh, the admit rate was a little over, so 7.2%, uh, which is the most selective we've ever been. If you were in the uh, regular round, so if you're still like, I just got in recently, um, your admit rate was uh, 4%. Uh, and, uh, if you uh, in the early action round, we deferred you, and we uh, came to our senses, and we uh, admitted you in regular. You had a 0.5%. Thank you for walking across Lake Michigan, which was the test. Through a FOIA request, the Maroon gathered data, which found that the total cost of the UPASS program exceeds the value of the rides taken by UChicago students. The UPASS program provides access to CTA bus and train lines for undergraduates in the college and students in the Graduate School of Social Service Administration. The results of the 2018-2019 student government elections were announced this past Friday. The Unite Executive Slate beat out the Moose Party, although notably, the Moose Party beat out Unite Slate among constituents at the Institute for Molecular Engineering and tied at the Booth School of Business, although both divisions had low turnout. The Moose Party is a satirical slate which is run by the Delta Upsilon fraternity. If you want to see who your class or division representatives are, check out the Maroons coverage of the student government elections. Next up, we have some events. Today at 5.30 in the Quad Club, the IOP is hosting Sally Yates, formerly the acting attorney general, who most notably refused to defend the administration's so-called Muslim ban. All week is Science Palooza. From their events page. Science Palooza is a multi-day, multi-RSO event where we celebrate and promote how awesome science is. Whether you've already worked with the sciences or if science intimidates you, guaranteed we have something for you and we want you to come. Plus, free food will be provided at every event. This Thursday, The Originalist is opening at Court Theatre. It's a play that chronicles the relationship between 
the late Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia, and a law clerk with decidedly different viewpoints. The show runs until June 10th at Court Theater. Finally, look out for crazy stuff happening across campus all later this week as SCAV starts Wednesday night. This release is going to be happening at midnight on Wednesday, and then after that, we'll have items going on all throughout the week until Sunday. Austin, what's our tech fact? Well, we have bonus tech facts this week. There's two of them. First off, university researchers have developed the prototype of an app called Am I Stoned? Basically, when you download this app, you take a series of tests and quizzes which evaluate everything from your cognitive speed, reaction time, memory, and fine motor skills. And you take that once while you're not high, once while you are high, and then after that it's supposed to calibrate, and then at any future point in time, you're able to take this, use this app, use this quiz to indicate whether or not you're high. Researchers have tested this on 24 healthy individuals, and they have found some success with the programs. This is, of course, just a prototype of the app, but they're hoping that this could lead to a sort of app which could function as a marijuana breathalyzer, since there's no technologies to help indicate whether someone is high or not. The second tech fact is that Facebook has announced they're getting into the dating game with a competitor for Tinder and Bumble. Facebook says theirs is going to be different for two big reasons. First off, because they make sure you won't get matched with any friends that you actually know to avoid any awkward conflicts. And number two, their app is centered around making sure you can actually meet the person in person. So their app is centered around finding people going to similar events as yours or things of that nature to help you get over that awkward first step of messaging someone and then never actually getting to go on a first date. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. This has been the Maroon Weekly for week seven of spring quarter. Thank you to everyone that talked to us on the quad on Saturday night. Thanks to Adam Thorpe and David Wyman for recapping the recent Cook County elections. Thank you to an anonymous poster on the internet forum College Confidential for providing us audio of Dean Nondorf's Admitted Students event. Thank you to Andrew Dietz, Kenny Tablet LaVega, and Aaron Senden for their music. Thank you to Ben, Kent, and the entire Logan Cage staff for our audio equipment. And thanks to the true podspiration, Grace, Grace Haug. That's all we have for you this week. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you on Monday of 8th week.